the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. Thanks for joining us today. We have a fascinating guest with us. Her name is Sinea Davis. She's a dear friend of mine. We have talked a lot on this show about medical freedom, parents' rights, and how the medical cartel has been imposing its will on the populace, looking out for its own interests, sometimes even if patients are harmed or die because of their actions. Well, Sinea knows firsthand about these topics. She's been an activist for a long time. She's been working with and supporting her husband, the late Dr. David Denton Davis, an emergency room doctor who was one of the founders of the ACAP. He was also in the Navy as a medical officer. He was a charter member, as I said, of the American College of Emergency Physicians. He, was, he organized and staffed full-time hospital emergency departments and urgent care centers, and he served nationally as an emergency department quality of care consultant. So he was very highly qualified, and he's, he wrote two books, which we'll be talking about today. We'll discuss what it's like for a prominent doctor to be a dissenter from the medical establishment. And by that, I mean the medical schools, physicians, health agencies, CDC, FDA, health insurance, companies, media, and lawmakers. The, this is all a, a big establishment cartel that are in on. One of the things that they're in on is that, that, that they recommend the massive vaccine schedule that children have to be on today, these days, just in order to go to school. And there's other big problems with that, including the rise of chronic illnesses. And Sinea and David, our friends, who's with us today, Sinea uh, has called this corporatized medicine. So I'm welcoming you to our show today, Sinea. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, wonderful. So you and I met during COVID. There were a lot of, of us that were concerned about what was going on. We got together, we had meetings we networked with each other. We knew a lot of the fraud that was going on. And your husband really recognized it. You did. You've been speaking out about it prior to that. And so I, I know it's been hard for you. You know, I've, you, you've, you know, we've had a friendship. You've moved away to Florida. And now you're back here in California where you spent most of your time. But it's been really hard for you. To lose your faithful husband, your your amazing medical doctor. He, he fought till the end. He fought till the end, and 
he told every nurse and doctor about the books that he had written. He did. And some of the nurses, they had gone through COVID and saw firsthand what corporatized medicine had done to patients. And I, I was surprised at some of them hanging in there, but encouraged him to keep writing and encouraged me if he was going to lose the battle with cancer that I needed to get his next book published. And I so encourage you in that. And I hope that you can find the means and the possible co-author. I hope that's okay to mention, um, to help you get this published because your other, your first two books that the ones that you helped with, I'm, I'm sure you did. I did. Um, are just excellent, and I've been reviewing them again, and they're just so ahead of their time, or you might say he was. He was way ahead of the he was curve a pi- on this. He was a pioneer. Yes, and and by corporatized medicine, one thing that you have said, and David also said this too, doctors are now paid by hospitals that are for-profit, and then also uh, insurance companies. They're on. They're pretty much on staff. They used to be independent practitioners, right. but now they're on staff. And same with nurses. Uh, so they're all on the payroll, and this, these corporations, these big corporations, can control your, the policies, what you do. And there's this conflict that goes on inside doctors. I'm sure. You know, I don't. I don't necessarily think this is a great idea. But if I don't do it, you know, so then they do they look the other way sometimes, or they, they. I know with vaccines, there's a big process of denial that goes on. So tell us about oh, oh. how how did he start noticing as an emergency room doctor that there was a correlation or even a causation between vaccines and some of the illnesses where babies would come in and parents would bring their children in. Well, in the 90s, he actually worked at Paradise Valley Hospital, and he actually gave a lecture to pediatricians, and they were hungry for knowledge because he really felt at first that he he was curious about sudden infant death syndrome, and he, he felt it was environmental. And Truthfully, the first, in the beginning, he wasn't sure about vaccines until mm-hmm. we went to New Zealand and met Dr. Sprott, who was a chemist who felt that SIDS was caused by chemicals in the mattress. So he kind of went on that journey for a while. And that's in Dancing Cats, Silent Canaries. Yeah, the name of your book, by the way, listeners... Dancing Cats, Silent Canaries, a traditional medical doctor takes a closer look at unsolved epidemics of autism and SIDS and proposes a solution. So this book is available. You can get it on Amazon, correct? And that the, the subtitle tells it all. He started noticing what's the cause of these epidemics, autism and SIDS, which... 
he even called it a pandemic back then before it, any of this COVID was called a pandemic. We have an epidemic, a pandemic of chronic illnesses in children, and autism and SIDS are just way above normal, and they're the highest in our country than in any other country. Well, I asked Dr. Sprott that question, like, when he was, he was the one that said, and pay attention to vaccines, to my husband. Ah. And he told my husband he was the first medical doctor that he could even talk to about, and this was back in the 90s. Really? Like, 95, 96. Yeah, because you're, the Dancing Cats and Silent Canaries came out in 2011. Right. So he studied it for about a number of years. I mean, there, decade. I would say 25 years. <laughs> yeah. But he started back in the 90s, and then he came out with his book in 2011. So, uh, But he's, he, he's, he continued to study it after that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because when that book came out, and he had a website, because the first thing that we jumped on was covering baby mattresses from mm. the chemicals. Yeah, polyvinyl chloride. Polyvinyl chloride. Which he said in the book, if you combine a, a mattress with that toxic chemical in it with vaccines as well, then you're going to be more likely to see these reactions. Yes. But again, he wasn't, he as an, a medical doctor... All of my five stepchildren were vaccinated. He believed in vaccines mm-hmm. until he got a call from somebody big in the the financial world whose baby daughter had died of SIDS after a particular vaccine. Mm-hmm. And that set him thinking and remembering babies coming in to his ER seizing after a vaccine so his whole mission after that was to get first the american college of emergency physicians and any doctor that he met familiar with vares because he started studying it and that stands for the vaccine adverse event event reporting system which is these the only system we have here in our country but it's pathetic and if you look into that it's only it only reports one percent of what is actually happening but he wanted to get doctors aware of the vaccine event reporting system that we have at least they should be aware of it like shouldn't they i mean well and then he wanted he thought if er docs could just ask the question instead of are you current with your vaccines when was the last vaccine yeah uh, and it's because if it occurred within 30 days there's a correlation and you would have a study you would have the facts particularly when a baby came in seizing or high fever um it made sense to him that you would have the information if you had the date of the vaccine and then you could, like an investigator. Yeah, put the two things together 
so he said in the book that he's once he started noticing and being aware of the possible correlation, he started seeing it everywhere. He he said, whenever a baby came in or a child with fever, nausea, vomiting, rash, lethargy, irritability, or seizures, he would ask, he would ask, well, when was your last vaccine? And it would be within two or three days and, or, you know, within a week. So, and so he started finding that it was very common and any other drug as a nurse, I know that whenever you have someone that appears to be having a, a drug reaction, of course you would ask when was that drug taken and and you would put the two together, well, maybe it's a drug reaction. But why do they not do that with vaccines? I just don't understand. What did David think? Oh, now... I mean, he got, when that book came out, Dancing yeah. Cat, Silent Canaries, yeah. if you would have asked him if there was any correlation between SIDS and autism and vaccines, back then he he would have said, "Well, I'm not, I'm not certain." If you would have asked him the last few years, he would say, "I don't think I know." Yeah, I know. Because well, he puts a lot of evidence in here, and his for, his first chapter is entitled "The Evidence for Vaccine Harm Is Everywhere." Or let's see, what was the? Yeah, evidence of vaccine harm abounds. You can see it in plain sight if you're not blind to it, and if you don't have this sense of denial that you just automatically dismiss it. Well, he says that. In his next book, which came out. Yeah, that was in Parents, Who Can Parents Trust is chapter one, evidence of vaccine harm abounds. But he started suspecting it, and he actually yes. thought that people should look into it more. Why yes. aren't they actually investigating this in in Silent Dancing Cats, Silent Canaries? And yeah, that's, that's really a theory, but... It, what did he find when he tried to tell his fellow doctors that they should at least ask this question? You know, when was your last vaccine rather than are you up to date? Well, it, they yeah. ignored it until that book came out, Who Can Parents Trust? It happened to correlate with the 50th anniversary of ASEP, which he was not invited to. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Because he had did some promotions on Facebook and I actually put together a video to promote the book with a fellow director. I was in the acting world. Oh, you did? Yes. You put a video together. We put it, which was taken off the last few years. And he called the outgoing president of ASAP and urged him because... We had done social things with he and his wife. And he said, not as a doctor, as a father, I urge you to consider, once again, recognizing VAERS and changing the protocols. And he was said, he was told that would be too much more for ER doctors 
to do. They don't have the time. They're already under stress with the hospitals. And so basically, he was ignored, which leads me to the next book that he was working on. He was going to title Dying to Be Heard. Oh, really? So he got a lot of attacks on Facebook when that last book came out. And I think he didn't expect the, um, I think he just was such a brave heart. He didn't expect to be attacked like that. Because privately, some doctors agreed with him, but they weren't going to jeopardize their position. I mean, there were a lot of doctors, Dr. Paul Thomas, he spoke with on the phone. Mm-hmm. He was very supportive of, of now, Paul. The, yeah, and Paul was somebody who was willing to be out there telling the truth, publishing a study that showed the vaccinated children were less healthy than the vaccinated. He had a he has a a uh, practice of eighteen thousand patients. Yes. So he did a retrospective study, which is what David recommended. Why can't we do retrospective studies on who's healthier the vaccine that you know vaccine given kids or the or the unvaccinated and it turns out the unvaccinated kids are healthier um but he 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 sacrificed he was willing to give up his whole practice even i mean because they took his medical license away that is paul thomas um but now he's he is speaking out just like your husband has been as a pediatrician, again, you know, telling parents about his his experience with the healthier kids being the unvaccinated, trying to warn them. But he he you know the the, the medical boards are so inflexible, so dedicated to this cover up. It's a cartel. It's a cartel that. Is they a, don't care if babies die. They don't. Well, you know. ironically, that's another thing I wanted to mention. My husband, in the beginning of this pandemic, and when the first year we had all the violence, mm-hmm. he yeah. said, "How about BLM? Babies' lives matter." <gasps> yes, he was adamant that the focus, all the focus, it it's was such a distraction and then when he saw the push for the COVID shots towards babies that's the time period you and I met because he was already not really able to walk and he got up and he spoke in uh, to protect the UCSD nurses from because, having the mandates. Oh, because they were and losing he, their jobs if right. they didn't get it. Because he was he, so passionate. When one of the nurses I met told me they were already giving the shots to to babies <sighs> at a local hospital, and before the even the FDA approved it. What? So when he heard that, he had to get up and 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 speak out. Now, what is the fanaticism that causes them to have to do that? Um, 
and and like giving hep B to newborn babies. And and this is the one that I bet you your husband was just as upset about this as I have been finding out about it. The most, the highest incidence of SIDS is with premature babies. Like, why are they even giving them? Well, that's the first vaccine? chapter. Yes. That's in the first chapter of his last book, Who Can Parents Trust? And it's about a study um, that took place, I believe it was Duke. Yeah, he has a whole chapter on that. I really recommend the books, Who Can Parents Trust? Vaccines Avoidable and Unsafe, and Dancing Cats and Silent Canaries. Um, and these are, this is the work of a very thoughtful doctor who, who analyzes what's already of, what's already available, you know, and his personal experiences. And there was one a story in there that I, that stood out when he, maybe you remember this, when he, uh, he had a baby in the ER and he had determined that this baby having the seizures had had a vaccine like two days before he called that baby's pediatrician that's right and and what happened she hung up on him she he said i think your child is having a your patient having a vaccine reaction shouldn't you know don't you want to know about it and shouldn't you report it to vers and what'd she say she hung up on him. Yeah, she hung up on him and said, we don't do reports. You know, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He was working Just, in urgent care after he quit emergency medicine. And how he would protect mothers, because he was walking between two worlds, trying to maintain, you know, survival. Yeah, as as an, as an a professional, I mean. Right. And so I recall a mother coming in to him pregnant to get a flu shot. And he said, well, I'll be happy to give it to you, but would you do me one favor? Go in the bathroom and read the inserts. Yeah, the package inserts. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, And nurses are trained to do that too. Read the package inserts. And SIDS and autism are both listed as an adverse event. On yes. the package inserts of different vaccines. So what happened when the mother did that? So she did. And she came out and she was so grateful. Thank you, Dr. Davis. No, I don't want this. Well, I know that he did that with parents and get them to read the package inserts. And there it is right on there that SIDS and autism are caused as a side effect. So why would you want to take that risk? And he did other things to try to encourage his fellow doctors and his patients uh, to to be warned. And I know that uh, one of his main points that he makes in the book as well is that it may be that the only thing that stops the vaccine industry from pushing in all these other entities, this cartel, is a massive boycott by parents uh, of vaccines. That's what he said. Oh, he agreed with Bobby Kennedy Jr., who we met years ago. He definitely called for a moratorium. That was what he was working on. 
in the next book, the last. A moratorium until they're proven safe, which they're not, they don't have any evidence to prove that they are safe, right? No. No, they don't have it. They've just been pushing it on us, and that's fraud, and it's false advertising to say that they know that it's safe. They don't. And so well, that's I, in that's in Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s their new book, Vax Unvax, Let the Science Speak. And um, that's a powerful tool as well um, that we can use. So the, these are our books. The science is actually speaking. Vax Unvax, Let the Science Speak by Robert Kennedy Jr., which you're, who who your husband knew well and, and supported and supported and so we we recommend children's health defense joining up with them we recommend dancing cats silent canaries a traditional medical doctor takes a closer look at unsolved epidemics of autism and sids proposes a solution and who can parents trust vaccines avoidable unsafe and unsafe by dr david denton davis and we look forward to your new book his book that he le- left as a legacy, and it's going to be your mission and your calling to get that book published, correct? Definitely. I won't let his death be in vain. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm so happy that you could join us today as dear friend. Um, we will be activists together. Yes. Working on this in the days to come. So we encourage our listeners to pray for Sinea now that she's in a new condition as a as a widow thank you uh, but she still has so much work to do and a mission to accomplish in warning parents about the dangers of vaccines and of corporatized medicine so biblical citizens let's roll join us next saturday at noon for biblical citizen let's roll Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.